thanks to the Tuesday Nightish for bringing us in there. Uh, I ran into Franco Goldman while I was uh, hopping around bars here in Montreal, and he handed me a CD and said, you got to listen to this. It's a must listen to in your car. Scream and Shout is their de- uh, debut EP coming out in a couple of weeks, and we thank them for uh, bringing us in here uh, to the Foot in the Creed podcast. Episode number 30, boys. Uh, we're back. It's the playoff edition. And uh, before we jump in, we'll see how everyone's doing. Uh, Taylor, we'll start with you, buddy. How you feeling? How you doing, buddy? It's, uh, you know, you're looking fresh. You're looking clean. Thanks, got buddy. I got my three-down nation hat on. Mm-hmm. Represent for our CFL fans that are out there. I'm just, uh, I got the dual screens going. I see the Bruins game is just about to kick off. I have some hot takes for tonight and i'm excited to get talking it's been too long fellas and uh and that franco goldman i heard he's an absolute beauty just like the biggest character in montreal most (laughs) nights so i'm excited to hear more about that off camera michael what's going on buddy boys just getting fired up man it's the most wonderful time of the hockey season playoff time so we got game one starting tonight recording this on monday the 17th and uh looking forward to it man got some butterflies for tomorrow night and uh yeah getting geared up angelo i guess you don't have any butterflies buddy but what's no butterflies no butterflies you know what but uh like you guys i love this time of year there's nothing better than the first round of the nhl playoffs you get so much going on so much happening um over the next what two and a half weeks or so so there's so many interesting matchups intriguing matchups some boring ones i think too but uh needless to say it's it's the playoffs i love i love the playoffs best time of the year it's like basically it is it's christmas day 2.0 for us right? i like the fantasy draft day and yeah. the playoffs yeah those are like playoffs first fantasy draft second obviously, but those are obviously. like christmas those are like christmas for sure no doubt. I'm um I'm really excited for it. That's uh that's for sure. I'm sure you guys are nervous though. I'm I can imagine. But uh surely you got a couple butterflies looking at the the draft lottery odds, thinking maybe just maybe. May, may Bedard I, is a French name. Yeah, I know. I don't I don't know if this city could handle getting Connor Bedard. Like I, I think it would just self implode on itself. Uh you know them losing to the Bruins there in the last game of the season when they were up like five to four with like seven minutes to go. I'm just like, please, I've never wanted a Bruins goal more in my life, but please score two so this I, we don't get a point and Arizona doesn't leapfrog us. That's all I was hoping. And we well, I was surprised there uh, in the last couple, last few minutes of that game. Montreal's management didn't come down and make them <laughs> pull the fucking goalie when they were up by four. I, th- I think uh, Hughes and Gordon made a call down to Marty and say, Marty, look, all right, I know you you, you want you want to win this game. I know, yeah. you, but just like fucking ease off just a little bit, please. Pull, please. pull the tendy, no yeah. extra attacker on the no. other side. You know what's going to happen, right? Montreal's going to get the first overall pick, and they're going to draft – Matvey Michkov. Oh, absolutely. AHL. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> then if, you know, you thought the city would self-implode on itself thinking they win the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, the city would burn to the ground if they didn't take Bedard with the first overall pick. I'm just Dude, they, they won the Shane Wright sweepstakes and they took Slavkovsky. Yeah. Still okay. The amount of signs I would see were wrong for right, you know, and all that shit all season <laughs> long last year. Such a joke. Anyway, enough fucking abs talk. Let's go, baby. Well, you know what? Before we get going, we'll uh, list off the topics for today's show. First off, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Will he end up in Montreal this offseason? God, I hope not. Uh, we'll talk playoffs. Boston or the field. I know Michael and Taylor have been waiting for this one. Toronto Maple Leafs first round matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning. We have TSN Edge Insider Christian Marin stopping by to give us his playoff hot takes and who is the Stanley Cup Finals and who is winning the Cup. And in quick shifts, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred is open to the idea of the salary cap and who is to blame for the Toronto Raptors blowing their 19-point lead in the play-in round. But we start with a couple of firings, a couple of resignations, the Pittsburgh Penguins firing Ron Hextall and Brian Burke looking for replacements and Calgary replacing, well, not really replacing, 
but having Brad Chu Living step down as general manager. Uh, we'll start with the Penguins. Uh, I know a lot was made. We talked about a lot leading up to the trade deadline and how they maybe were a team that you know was trying to push in for Crosby. Was it a mistake what they did? You know, and who is maybe the best replacement? You know, seeing the core of the team, they are the oldest core in the NHL. Uh, by age range, you have Crosby, Malkin, and Latang on, you know, pretty heavy deals moving forward. Uh, is there anything that can be fixed there, or is it just they're going to keep riding what they have and pray that, you know, year in and year out for the next at least three or four years that they're, you know, able to be pulled into the playoffs by Crosby and maybe a little bit more by Geno Malkin? I don't think that's good. I don't know, man. I think wholesale changes are coming. I did overhear that they're looking to keep Crosby and, and would like Crosby to stay on as you know, retire as a, as a pen, as a pen. But like, I think he's still got like three or four more years of like elite play. And you look at a guy like Joe Pavelski, Joe Pavelski's pushing 40 and he's still putting up the goals and the points. And it's not just for Crosby, like the offensive game, like he's still an amazing player on both sides of the puck. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he's up for a Selkie trophy this year um as a nominee anyway so i don't know it's going to be interesting to see but they've got that fenway sports group in there now and and the fact that it's not community owned and and whatnot in pittsburgh that's the first time it's ever been like that so you've got a pretty cutthroat group there the fact that they uh pretty unceremoniously let hextall and burke go i think is the sign of things to come so i think uh that that one wasn't a surprise. I was a little surprised about tree living because I think the way he navigated last year was great. And if the if there's an indictment to be made about him, it's not necessarily about the personnel because I think he uh, made chicken salad out of chicken shit, to be frank, last summer. Um, but maybe it was sticking with Sutter and thinking he was still the guy. Uh, and maybe that's why he was asked to step down because obviously like, for Huberto to go from 110 to 55 points or whatever it was, like that was unmistakably a, a horrendous thing. But I don't know. He, I, I don't think Sutter. I, I think they would have benefited from a mid-season coaching change, in my opinion. And uh, that, that's probably their biggest downfall. Anyway, Mikey, what, are, what are your takes on those two teams? How, how long was was Burke in Pittsburgh? Was it two seasons? Not long. Two, maybe three. Two, yeah, two or three seasons. It wasn't very long for him. Yeah, I think uh, – and I know, remember when he got hired, he was singing the praises of Malkin and Crosby. and, But, yeah, the fact that he didn't do anything to surround those guys was, was shocking. Like, I agree with you, Taylor, that Crosby's still an elite player. But I think at his age, uh, to do it for 82 games and to drag your team into the playoffs and then, and then to try to win 16 of the hardest games of the season is a lot to ask of him. So I think if you can – um, surround those guys with some younger good talent, then then they can get back to to fighting for a title. So I'm I wasn't surprised. It was classic about- Berkey though, eh? Surrounding him with a bunch of NCAA guys. Like, oh yeah. I'm like I'm looking at it. I'm like I've seen this story before. Crosby was probably looking around like you got to be fucking kidding me right now. But <laughs> I, I wasn't surprised that he went uh, traveling. I was I was surprised. Um, tree living. Sorry, I was surprised that he stepped down. But I agree with you. It could maybe it was uh, he didn't want to step away from from Sutter, and and that was kind of the dilemma. So he he stepped down himself. But um, I thought he put a pretty good roster together in Calgary. And like we've touched on before multiple times, goaltending this season um, was a big problem, and and goal scoring, uh, obviously. So we'll see what happens. I think if Calgary can get a young um, younger new mind in there behind the bench, I think they'll have a bounce back season next year. But Angelo, what are your thoughts on on those two clubs? Anyways, you know, you know, for I'll start with Calgary first because you know, like Taylor said, he made you know chicken salad out of chicken shit basically when when it basically everyone told him to go you know fly a kite and by everybody I mean Johnny Hockey and uh, Matthew Kachuk, but he managed to make the most of the situation, you know, bringing in Huberto and and bringing in uh, Mackenzie Weger as well. I Kadri. And, you know, and Kadri as well. I forgot about Kadri too, but he managed to try to bring guys in that, you know, he thought, all right, I can maybe not be the same team that I was last season, but, you know, 
we know what Huberdeau is. He was a, he had 100 and I think 11 points the previous year. Kadri had that run, you know, with Colorado and, you know, Mackenzie Weger is no slouch on the back end either. He was Aaron Ekblad's running mate for, for the longest time, but for whatever reason, I don't, and I, I think it's the coach a little bit is that just Sutter style mixed with those guys just didn't mesh right. And maybe a midseason coaching change would have been in order considering that Sutter is in the final year of his deal as well as a coach. But I know that a lot of people have been saying that the owner of the flames is a big Sutter fan. That's why he was back there coaching the team. So I don't know what they're going to do, who they're going to bring in, because if you're bringing in somebody to, you know, basically run along with Sutter, well, you need kind of an older hockey mind that can kind of not, not so much clash with Sutter, but maybe just kind of keep them in check a little bit where it's like, no, I want this type of player as opposed to maybe somebody who is maybe more on the, the skill side, opposed to the, you know, rugged power forwards that, you know, Sutter seems to like more. And in Pittsburgh, you know, I think a little bit of goaltending is an issue there. Like you do have Crosby and Crosby had, you know, another incredible season as he, as he has pretty much throughout his whole career. I think he, what he finished the year with 93 points, like, you know, he's no slouch and Malkin and, and Latang as well. What he dealt with this year, he had uh, his father passing away. He had a, another stroke as well. So you have all that tied in and, and not getting really any goaltending along the way. And like you guys said, Burke surrounding the team with, you know, NCAA forwards and hoping that, okay, this is, this is going to change, but it seemed to not. Now I know that you mentioned about the, the Fenway, uh, Fenway sports group there buying. Hang on, before you move on to them though, uh, one thing I wanted to point out yeah. is that tree living uh, and Sutter were both offered extensions in the off season after mm-hmm. all that shit went down with Kachuk and with Goudreau mm-hmm. and Sutter accepted his and tree living didn't. So mm-hmm. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know how close they all were or whatever, but as far as I know, I believe Sutter uh, is like intending to be back next mm-hmm. season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's another component of it. It's like, fuck, Rossi. man. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Like, yeah. Do you, do you think that in Pittsburgh, at least before we get on to the next thing, do you think that the, the ownership group that is at hand now, the Fenway Sports Group, uh, will play – a major role in the rebuilding of, or not the rebuilding, maybe the remodeling of the current Pittsburgh Penguins as they are constructed. Because, you know, this group was has been in charge of the Red Sox, and we've seen, you know, over the past few years, them not really paying guys. Like they let Mookie Betts go. Uh, JD Martinez was another guy they didn't play pay. They did pay Rafael Devers, which is, you know, a whole other thing. But they've let kind of stars go, even Xander Bogarts, and let him go to other teams and not pay them. Do you think that this group comes they also, in? And, they, and also Liverpool as well. Yeah. Do you think and, that and they, Liverpool's got the same issue in terms of they don't spend as much as the other big boys in England mm-hmm. do. So okay. yeah, but Liverpool won though under Yeah, yeah. No, they won, but I, I just I just mean uh like they won Champions of, League, they've won the the domestic league, like they've they've been successful, is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah but, but no no, I know, but I'm saying right now the last the issue with them the last couple of years is that they're not willing to Spend the money on players, yeah. I, like yeah, but yeah, they have one. They mm-hmm. have one. So, do you, do you think that's going to translate with the history of this group and like with Liverpool FC with the Red Sox? Is this going to trans? Is this going to uh, transition to the to the Penguins as well? I don't think so because hockey's got the cap, right? Mm-hmm. And and they're not having to pay guys twenty million, thirty million a piece, mm-hmm. right? So I don't think it's going to have that sort of impact on it. I think they'll want to win mm-hmm. with the Penguins, um, and and. Because of the way the league's structured, they don't have to spend that type of crazy money, right? Mm-hmm. So, I I just you, I can't. You know who the big out. athlete is that is one of the partners of of Fenway Sports Group, one of the owners. Who's that? LeBron James, buddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could be a good or a bad. So, yeah, LeBron's coming to Pittsburgh. He's mm-hmm. taking his talents to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Think he's ever been to a hockey game? Think he's ever been to Pittsburgh? Nah. Oh yeah, he's not have been to Pittsburgh. Come on, he was from he's from Ohio. Pittsburgh's right there. Oh yeah, well, you see, you seen him at Primanti's? 
I think I did. I thought I saw him. I, you know, I, if, I was a, if I was a betting man, I'd say he's never been to pit. <laughs> I don't know, buddy. Uh, um, I, yeah, sorry. Back to your point, though, uh, Andrew, about Fenway. Um, yeah, I, I could see them. I I I don't think a retool like it's going to be a rebuild with Crosby mm-hmm. is what it's going to be because it, it has to be goaltending. Tristan Jari can't stay healthy. Trust me, I'm aware. Um, Latang's old. Malkin's old. And I think Malkin, you could still get some nice pieces back for him. Mm-hmm. And everyone else are like spare parts. Like they've got a lot of the, they got a lot of guys, you know, like your Jeff Carter's, but then they've got like your Jason Zuckers and guys like that. It's, it's just not going to get it done nowadays, you know, with the aging. If you had Malkin and Crosby that 10 years younger with that supporting cast, I would say, yeah, maybe, but I, I don't think they're going to get it done. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, moving on here. Um, a rumor that has been swirling around of late uh, revolves around the player from Quebec. Ironically enough, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois uh, rumored to basically want to only play for one franchise moving forward. And that is the Montreal Canadians in the city that I live in beautiful Montreal, Quebec. Um, but there's a little bit of an issue that I have with, with all of it. And, you know, I've seen this story of the hometown boy wanting to only play for one team and we end up trading Mikhail Sergachev for him. But, um, you know, we've seen recently now, obviously Pierre-Luc Dubois is more established than Jonathan Drouin was at the time, but there's a little bit of fear in me that you're going to have to overpay him a little bit and almost run into the situation kind of like the Toronto Maple Leafs are in with, having young guys on the, on the the books for big money, Cole Caulfield needs an extension. And if you're bringing in a guy like Pierre-Luc Dubois, does this create the same sort of situation that we see in Toronto with the cap and having to do, you know, an absorbent amount of cap gymnastics, you know, over the preceding years of however long guys are under contract. Can you see this being a thing here in Montreal? Like it, I know Elliot Friedman says it's basically 95% that he only wants to pay for play for the, the Canadians, but you know, could Montreal run into the same problem that the Leafs have run into with another hometown guy in John Tavares, where they brought him in and paid him, I don't know, what was it? 11 million, whatever it was. You know what I'll say? We're on the eve of the Toronto Maple Leafs starting another playoff run. And you're trying to get me to earnestly comment on Pierre-Luc Dubois going to the fucking Habs. I yeah. couldn't care less. We don't talk about, I know we don't talk about the Habs very much. That's why. Oh, we talk about the Habs fucking all the time, <laughs> Angelo. Uh, pass, Mike. <laughs> I mean, I'll answer Angelo's question. It's, uh... Oh, you guys hearing echoes or just me? No, it's just you, buddy. You're good now. Sorry, okay. Um... No, yeah, that could cause an issue. I mean, if they have to re-sign the other the other guys and they bring him in for a hefty hefty contract, um, Caulfield and the other boys are, are gonna their agents are gonna say the same thing, right? We saw it already in Toronto, mm-hmm. so I could see it happening. I hope it does happen. I hope you guys over overpay for him <laughs> big time. Thanks. Um, but you don't, want, you don't want me to mail you a Pierre Luc Dubois jersey when he is a happening? Yeah, no. <laughs> Isn't he from like Montremblant? That's like kind of halfway he's, to Ottawa. He's from Saint Agathe, which is between Montremblant and Saint Jerome. Don't ask how I know these things, but that's yeah, yeah. halfway. Between. Sure? It's like being from <laughs> Aurora, basically. I I have a bad feeling as how that would go for him. I do too. Is my honest opinion. And you know what's funny? It's you you always think I just looked him up here. You always think certain players are older than they are. Like, mm-hmm. like I always think of Charlie McAvoy as like a young guy, right? For example, but he's older than Pasternak. Mm-hmm. I think of Pasternak. Really? Yep. Pasternak's oh, Pasternak's same age as Nylander. They're best buddies. Um and like Pierre Luc Dubois, for some reason, I was thinking he was like in and around 30, but uh He's born in 1998, man. He's 24. Like he's he does have a lot of good hockey in front of him. Yeah, but he's he's had six full seasons already in the NHL. Mm-hmm. He came in as an 18 year old. You know, um, yeah, I, I would like to see how it goes. But yeah, I would just really fucking hope it's not the Jonathan Drouin story all over again because they even kind of look alike. 
they could be brothers, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Well, well, no, I I hope it is that situation all over again. If I'm being honest, <laughs> well, you gotta wish that. But yeah, <laughs> I, I just got done with one disappointment. We need. I don't need another one. All right. I watch Mike Kaufman every. Well, I had to watch Mike Kaufman every night. Maybe not anymore. But it's almost. Do you want Do you want him? Do you want Montreal to sign him? No, is sign him maybe, but the number better be right because not only do you like Caulfield will be hopefully knock on wood. He's signed by that point, but you have young defenders in Caden Gooley and um, Arbor Jacki as well. Uh, you other you have kind of other forwards that you're going to be having coming up through the system. So I don't want them to. I know the cap's supposed to go up, but don't go and overspend for a guy that's maybe at best in what in how many seasons in the NHL? Six, you said Taylor, six or seven. He's a seventy point guy at best, like sixty three at best. Three at yeah. best, like. I don't want to be paying ten and a half. If I'm paying ten and a half million, I'm getting like Austin Matthews production. He's not an elite level player on that level. He's no, a two way player. He's a good player, but he's, he's not a good so player. Great. Exactly. So like, I don't want them. If he's coming here and he says, "Yeah, I'll, I'll sign for whatever less than Nick Suzuki's making, which is eight and a half," sign me the fuck up. But if yeah. it's more than that, if he wants, I want eleven and a half. Go be someone else's problem. I don't want that. Well, so you don't want the return of Hoffman, Anderson, Drouin line? No, I got enough of that last year. That was pain enough. Mind you, Drouin wasn't so bad in Anderson's. He only shows up when he plays a team from Toronto, but that's about it. But Drouin wasn't so bad. He had two goals on the yeah. season. Hey, he, had, he went a whole calendar year without scoring a goal. That <laughs> two was goals. the best part. Two goals. Sergeyev had more in a month than he did in a year. That's the best part. Uh, Caulfield was tied for your team leading yeah. goals, and he's yeah, played 46 games. It, it wasn't until the end of the season that uh, Suzuki tied him. So imagine that he was hurt in January, and it took till the end of the middle of April for someone to tie him. I'm not so. gonna lie, man. Before we move on, Montreal's got a long road ahead of them. Man. Oh, I know they do. I'm prepared. You look at like Detroit and Buffalo are knocking at, and Ottawa. All three are knocking at the door in the yeah. in, in the division. And uh, Toronto, Tampa, luckily, is on the decline. Toronto is not on the decline, but fuck, who knows what's going to happen. Anyway, it's, tough it's the toughest division by a landslide. Anyway, next. Anyways, moving on to the playoffs. It's playoff time, boys. Hey, You know what that means. It's the best time of year. But before we get to the Toronto Maple Leafs, I'll get your thoughts here. What's a playoff series you guys are keeping an eye on watching, you know, throughout the first round? Not just, I know you guys are going to, obviously it's the Leafs number one, but who is maybe that other series that you're kind of intrigued in and, and captivated by? And maybe one that's like, eh, I can do without this. Um, it's I won't be watching at uh, seven or 11 o'clock, whatever time they're playing. Well, I'll t- I'll jump in right away. I, I think Winnipeg's going to give Vegas fits. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if Hellebuck, plays the way he can i i'm gonna be watching that series intently i i i like the jets um i feel like they've been under um playing like they they haven't been playing up to their ability the last couple of seasons um but yeah i think i i think the jets could make some noise here if hellebuck gets on a roll um and connor can get going and and whatnot i like the jets and i like the oilers out west so those are those are the team, but in particular, I think you're going to see a big upset of the Jets taking down the Western Conference champs in Vegas. Mikey, uh, well, I'm I'm upset the Rangers Devils are playing the same night that the Leafs are playing because uh, I would have liked to pay more attention to that series than I'm probably going to now because of that. Um, I think that'll be that'll be great, man. I think both buildings will be rocking. Um, so I think that'll be a good series. I agree with you, Taylor. Well, I think the Jets are going to beat Vegas, and I think strictly because of goaltending. Um, like you get Hellebuck if he steals a couple games, man. I think, I think the Jets can win that series. So, uh, ones I'm not really like. I mean, Islanders, Hurricanes. I can't say I tune into that one, right? But uh, just ugly hockey. <laughs> yeah, fucking boring, but. Lippa, which ones are you looking at, buddy? Mini uh, Dallas or what? I, I'm, you know, really intrigued by that mini Dallas series because I think that of all the series, at least in the Western Conference, I think it might be the closest. I know that 
Minnesota's dealing with some injuries. Joel uh, Joel Erickson Eck is dealing with a foot injury. Kaprizov had a bit of an injury there at the end of the season. He heard his growing, but they've they stepped up pretty well, you know, down the stretch without Kaprizov and managed to stay afloat and stay in that um, you know third spot in the whatever the Central Division, whatever it's called now. Um, you know, Dallas is a good team. Dallas, if it'll be interesting because Dallas is such a good power play and penalty kill that. They should, you know, win this series in five. But I can see Minnesota kind of making it uh, just, you know, not ugly hockey, but more like a slugfest, like make it a street fight and, you know, make Dallas earn it. Uh, That's a series I think that, you know, could be very intriguing, especially the goaltending matchup, because I don't know who Minnesota is going to start. Are they going to start Gustafsson or are they going to start Flurry? And if Ottinger is like himself, that if Ottinger plays like he did last playoff, That'll be, you know, it might be a quick series, but if Ottinger kind of struggles a little bit, like he has at at different times this season, then this series can go seven. And I think it'd be, you know, must see hockey. The fact that the Rangers, the two, some of the the two biggest markets uh, between uh, Toronto and New York are playing on the same night, though, is kind of, it's it's disappointing and a missed opportunity by by the NHL because, like, I'm intrigued to watch both series. I think that. Watching the Leafs, you know, try and battle out their demons and facing Tampa, you know, is such an interesting storyline. And you have the battle, like the battle of New York, New Jersey, whatever you want to call it, with the Leafs. Uh, sorry, not the Leafs, with the Rangers and Devils. That's that's going to be a good series. But I'm with Mikey too on that Carolina and uh, Islander series. That's going to be a snore. Boring hot. That and Dallas, Minnesota. Those are the two. <laughs> The only thing about the Rangers Devils though that'll be inter- in my opinion that'll be interesting is is whether the Devils goalies hold up cuz they got that Czech uh Vanacek right and then they've yeah, got Vanacek um uh Akira Schmid who um or as prayer called him in the group chat Asa Akira Schmid <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh but that kid like played out of his mind so they've got a couple of rotating goalies and speaking of check goalies maybe someone's gonna bring in peter check you know because he's been playing that as well and he's doing quite well in the english league so you know never know man i'm also i'm excited to see uh kachuk versus uh marshawn uh i hope that one goes seven games just for that right they're both very similar players so yeah Oh, I got insane. a hot take. Well, save, yeah, for, hot. save for Christian. Okay. All save right. for Christian. Save for Christian. But uh, before we actually bring Christian in, uh, I have to ask you guys about the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's, it's, is it time? Is this, the, is, is not this the year that they win the cup? Cause I know they're not going to win the cup, but is this the year they finally slay the dragon, right? The wrongs, you know, all the superlatives and finally kind of, get over at least this hump of at least winning one playoff series. Yeah. You know, showing that it's okay, we get one done. All right. They might lose in the next round, but at least that's not enough though. One playoffs it's not enough. You won't accept you want what do you want? You want conference finals. At least. At least conference finals. Okay. Because look at these guys. How, okay, what seven seasons now? Yes. With with these boys? Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like at this point they should have had a run or two already. I was saying this to Christian on Saturday. Like they, they should have had a run or two already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like like they're they're elite you got to almost pretend they've already done that. Like this is they're like elite players. Yeah. So so one and I know because we've been so starved twenty years since they won around that. Yeah. Like my God, man, if they can win around, I'll I'll have a few. But like it's got to be more than that though. Like they cannot. I will not be happy if they do win a round and then say, oh, but you know what? We lost to a good Bruins team. If they get, you know, they might still do wholesale changes if they get swept in round two, you know? Well, no, exactly, because that's nothing, man. Like, their goal is to win a Stanley Cup, not to win a fucking playoff series, man. Yeah, and every you look around the league, man, every every year, like, teams in Minnesota, Islanders, whatever, they go on random deep runs and shit. Like, Toronto can't do fuck all. Like, this is time for them to... Please, just one. <laughs> one! Yeah. Like, this year, I can't fuck... I'm sorry, we're, but, we're, you know, the Bruins... The Bruins don't scare me the way... Now, it's ironic with the season they just had, but they don't scare me the way 
Tampa the last uh, couple of years has scared me. You know what well, I mean? Like, man, the thing with Tampa, once again, it's Vasilevsky, man. It's it's between yeah. the pipes. Like, There's no doubt in my mind Toronto will be the better team in this series. They were the better team last year for they five were. games yeah. easily in the series. Maybe they were, still. but, man, like, but, like Campbell wasn't even that good, and, and they were like – Vasilevsky stole it. Like, even if that, but, that, but what that, I'm getting what at I is, mean. even if Vasilevsky steals it, like, they should still get through in six. You know what I mean? Toronto. No, should. I know, but, but last year was a prime example, man. Like, that game six, that overtime in game six, Toronto outshot them like 18 to two, and mm-hmm. Tampa scores in the overtime. I right? Know. Like, like <laughs> I know. Just, just shit like that, man. Like, Toronto was the better team last year, and they still couldn't win. And it's like, fuck. Like, mm. I don't know. I don't know. I think something that, 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 you know, has to be taken into consideration. And I really, obviously I don't watch a lot of Tampa Bay lightning hockey. I'd also don't, I also don't follow the ins and outs of their schedule, but one of, one of the guys that I'm friends with, I was speaking with him a couple of weeks ago about this and asking if he feared playing Toronto. And he's like, he's like the fact that they have home ice is the worst thing for us because they've the, the lightning have sucked on the road. They're I think one of the few teams in the playoffs that has a below 500 record, on the road and you know that could play a bit of a factor in this series i think i know you worry about vasilevsky but i think this toronto team is a little is built a little bit different than in the previous couple of seasons they have toughness there on the third and fourth line and the ability to score on those lines as well which you know we've seen you know at least in the first round of the playoffs is if you get a goal from those bottom pair guys, those bottom six forwards, it's very easy to win a series because those types, the, the big guys will score. The Marners, the Matthews, like with Tampa, Kucherov and Stammer and, and Point, but it's the bottom guys. Like who scored the goal in game seven? It was Nick Paul. It wasn't anybody of like significant, not that Nick Paul's not significant, but it wasn't like a, a star player. It was a bottom six player. So I can see that kind of being the, you know, deciding factor. The Leafs have the team. I think the Leafs are going to win the series, personally. I don't know about you guys. I'm sure it's what you want, but, you know, do you think it goes six or seven? Like, or do you think that, you know, Toronto has built up enough, uh, what's this? I don't even know what the word would be, but it's built up enough, you know, whatever to Toronto finally do five, it. Toronto and five, baby. Toronto and five is fucking. Tro- Toronto and six. Yeah. Toronto and six, eh? Oh, know. and with that, <laughs> our TSN Edge insider, Christian Marin. Christian, is it true that you believe it'll be a crack in New York Islanders Stanley Cup final? Yeah, when they both get to the Stanley Cup, they'll both be, what, 12 and one entering the Stanley <laughs> Cup final? They're only losing one game along the way, eh? Yeah, one, one game each. Welcome, Christian. What's going on, fellas? You gotta take you gotta take for the, the Leafs. You think the Leafs finally get over the hump or no? Is it no? <laughs> oh shut the f- at those odds I'm going lightning and seven. I did see the lightning odds are like two fifty five plus two fifty five. Like that's kind of like crazy. Yeah, Leafs are uh big favorites right now. I, I mean rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. Yeah. I, I, I do have seven- I Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say I do have a feeling that maybe this is the year though that they get to the second round. Yeah, were they this heavily favored back uh, last postseason? Because I know you do the you watch a lot of the betting side, so it, I don't remember if they were this heavily favored. No, not even close. Not, not this heavily favored. They yeah. were. They were. Didn't they I finish behind Tampa? Yeah, I think they were slight favorites last year going into the series, mm-hmm. uh, and before that they weren't. I don't, I don't think. I'm, I. I can't uh, speak for sure on that, but I think last year they were they were slight favorites over Tampa going into it. You know, the only problem here is Tampa's got them right where they want them. Tampa's known about this matchup for months, so they're like, whatever. We know, we know what's going on in the playoffs. Hey, Michael, Tampa's got them right where they want them. No. They don't. Toronto's got them right where they want them, eh? Yeah. No, I know, I know. Oh, I don't fucking I don't know, man. I'm so fucking <laughs> It's either after game two, it's either gonna be like this is fucking bullshit with Mike, or it's like this is the year. I Yo, feel can like I say my no, fucking I thought, hot I thought take it now? was the year when they're up three one on Montreal, buddy. 
and it oh. wasn't. So it was a great year. Hey, can I say well that year would have been shit because we wouldn't have been able to have a proper parade. Mm-hmm. Um can I say my hot take now? Yeah, well, we're gonna do it. Let's do some hot takes here. Hot ta- hot playoff takes. And Taylor, go ahead, buddy. Lead the way. The Florida Panthers oh, no. are going to beat the Boston Bruins in six games. How do you like them apples? You know, I told a member of the the hockey community, I won't say names, um, that. And he said, not only are you wrong, but the Bruins are going to win in three. <laughs> it wasn't Craig. It wasn't Craig Button, was it? <laughs> Fuck, man. He said, he said the Leafs are going to beat the Habs in three games that we're going to play the fourth game. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, yeah. No, I think I think Florida is going to surprise, man. Um and uh, and you you watch they're gonna give Toronto fits too. I think it's gonna be the Matthew Kachuk show. Outside of Connor McDavid, in my opinion, he had the best season in the NHL this year. Um, and I think he's gonna cause a lot of problems for the Bruins. And the other thing about the Bruins I don't like is Allmark is zero percent proven. Okay, so. They haven't had any adversity all season long. And I'm not saying they're going to get swept like that crazy year that Columbus dusted Tampa, but like, fuck, man, you just never know. So that's there's my a, crazy take. There's a curse, man, on that. Whoever is the, the president's trophy winner, there's a curse on them. There's always been one. We saw yeah, the team again. hasn't won in like 12 years. Yeah, yeah so. but if there's a team that'll break that. It's fucking Boston because why fucking wouldn't they? Fuck Boston, man. What have they won? Other than the cup in 2011, they haven't won anything since 1972. So they you talk. Know, you know what a hotter, my hotter take than that is that the Kings are going to get past the Oilers and I'm going to fucking love it. No way. <laughs> Drew Doughty's just going to ragdoll McDavid. No way. No, see, that's a, that's a bad take. Mine's a good take. Okay. No, but, <laughs> we'll see. Eh? <laughs> I, I I could see it though with L A because L A in terms what, of what do you, you can see it, man. Hang on, hang on. Hold two, on. One, it took seven games last year, and they had Jonathan Quick, and they had old man Quick in that. All right, no disrespect to Jonathan Quick. He's great. He was a great goalie, but he wasn't the same goalie. He was he's a legend? Goalie. But yeah, yeah, you're right. He's, he wasn't yeah. the same goalie, and yeah. you know between Copley and Corpusalo, we've seen Corpusalo beat another high powered team. You know, it was, it was him, right? Who did it? In the yeah. bubble, yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that's so correct. like, why couldn't he do it again? And and this- so Corpus Allo starting for, I will say the one thing about the Oilers is the the goalie situation. You know, Stuart Skinner isn't exactly proven either. Hey, how about that Jack Campbell? Eh? Oof, jeez. How about that Matt Murray though? Eh. He is he watching the playoffs from his basement? Like he's, I am, he's LTIR stashed, isn't he? He's not. He's not going to see the ice. You know, there was. Uh, I was with one diehard Leaf fan last year who I asked him about the Jack Campbell thing, and he was telling me how the second Dubis let Jack Campbell walk, and they went with Samsonov and Murray, he should have been fired on the spot immediately. <laughs> Christian. Bring it to you, buddy, for the hot take. What do you got? What's your playoff hot take? What's your insider, buddy? Like, I'm lo- I'm looking at the bracket, thinking of a few things, but I only want to say this because of, uh, at least on my screen setup, they're both below me and you, Lip and me and you, and then Michael and Taylor. But I think the Oilers could win the Stanley Cup, fellas. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, hey, man. hey I think the Oilers are going to beat the Leafs in the Stanley Cup final, man. Dude, the Oilers' path is easy as fuck, buddy. Like, like, what is that? Of course they can make it to the final. I think they're going to make the finals as well, man. Like, Okay, fine. I'll give you a different hot take then, Mike. You didn't like that one? Well, no. So the Oilers the Oilers have to beat – who do they have to beat? They got to beat L.A. and then San Did, Diego and then Abbotsford going to beat them in the first round and he's going to get ragdoll and <laughs> – if they, past, a shit take. if they get past LA, look how easy their path is to the finals, bro. It's sickening. Yeah. Oh, they could be playing Vegas, so they could be playing Winnipeg. Easy. Vegas, easy. You know? Yeah. No, Vegas. they got they got a couple of AHL teams, an East Coast team, right? And then they cross back over in the NHL for the final. Okay. How does Christian. how does the bracket work? Like, is there a chance that we get Vegas, Seattle in the conference final? Yeah. Mm. 
What it what it happened? Oh yeah. how because how Seattle it, and Colorado will get Dallas, Minnesota. And then yeah. the other series is Edmonton gets Dude, Edmonton I would feel play. bad for, for Gary Bettman's wife. She would have to take all of the breakable um trinkets and ornaments they have in their house away from hip level because he'd be walking around with a sniffy. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, he'd be I, knocking I, over if, fucking faces. There's a Seattle Vegas conference final, and the Leafs are nowhere near the conference final. Oh my we god! Check it on Michael ASAP. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine, and then Seattle gets into the final, and they beat the Atlanta Thrashers to win it. Man, <laughs> Islanders cracking Stanley Cup final. Jesus, <laughs> good god! No, thank you. No, I don't Dude, I did see not, not to like shit on everyone's parade, but I did see that Atlanta, uh, uh suburban Atlanta, uh, town got approval to build an eighteen thousand seat, uh, ho- uh, built for hockey facility. That's good. Good thing move the coyotes over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Imagine they move the Senators down there. Oh, the Senators are moving a. Where are they moving? They're moving to yeah, uh, the Atlanta Senators, man. Go back. That's where they're moving. Well, anyway, okay. Yeah. So, so that is your hot take, eh? Is you think, like Christian? Are you going to give us a real hot take or what? You're supposed to come in with fucking heavy insider. Yeah. You're always. No, so I told you guys. I, I didn't really have. I didn't really have uh, a hot take coming in for this can, one. Can I, you I, tell I us McDavid... whether or not Dallas and Minnesota will be the most boring series, or will it be Carolina Islanders? Uh, I think it's gonna be Carolina Islanders. Yeah, is it still one nothing? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's gonna, gonna be one nothing for the it's next. It's gonna be one nothing till the end of time. It's just fucking brutal hockey. Yeah, I got, I, I got one series goes seven. I think that's going seven too. I think that's gonna. I think that though is gonna be a fun series. Personally. Side note: Panthers are out shooting Boston fifteen to eight. Yeah, left in the first. Uh, and they're down. And they're down one nothing. Goal. I didn't, buddy. At the end of the day. What do we care about? We care about analytics. Okay, you're right, man. You're right. I can't. We don't care about the actual score. We care about the analytics at this. Point. I'm really looking forward to see how many times Willie Nylander brings a puck in over the blue line tomorrow. Oh, buddy, <laughs> that's what I'm watching for. His GSVA is gonna be fun. <laughs> Mikey, just know, okay, yeah. that you know. Usually, when we do these recordings, usually you're the first guy that I accept into the the meeting. <laughs> okay, but. Today you weren't. Taylor was. Yeah, yeah. You know what that means? Leafs are winning in the first round. I'll put the I'm betting the bank on it. And you know what? If the Leafs play the Bruins in the second round, the Leafs will beat the Bruins. And, I don't think, I don't think and the Bruins we are have that good. New theme song music for the fucking yeah. podcast. Like things are things are turning around here, fellows. I think that the Bruins. I, I think that the Leafs would beat the Bruins. Let's see, let's see how tomorrow. Michael's goes. literally the drummer. Let's see how tomorrow goes. <laughs> let's see how tomorrow goes. Well. Hey, quickly here, boys, before we get into quick shifts. Uh, your Stanley Cup final predictions. I have a feeling I know who Christian's going to go with, but I'll give you guys my two uh, participants and the winner. Uh, I think that it's going to be a New York Rangers and Dallas Stars <laughs> Stanley Cup finals. Hey, it's it's Ottinger season. Just know that. Talk right? about talk about catering to the insider. Eh? Oh, yeah. That is the dumbest crock. I <laughs> can Who do you think? Do you think I'm? Hey, whoa, 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 time over here. Do you think I'm going to pick the Boston Bruins? Not happening. You think I'm going to pick the least one? I I like to see you guys happy. That's why I'm giving. That's why my hot take is that you guys are getting to the conference finals, but they're not winning the cup. Do you think I want Edmonton to win? No, because I'm tired of that. You're let's let's crazy. go Dallas New York final, and Dallas is winning the cup because of Jake Ottinger. He's gonna win the Conn Smythe. He's gonna have a goals against average and save percentage better than Tim Thomas did when they won the cup. The Bruins. That's my hot. There it is for you. I'll give it to Mikey first since he was so adamant about my Dallas New York fucking prediction here. Jesus. All right, Oilers getting to the final in the West and in the East. My head says the Boston Bruins. Boston Edmonton final and Boston wins it. But wait, you, who did you say is going to win it, Ange? Dallas. I think Dallas is going to win the cup. Oh, my God. I think Dallas is going to win the cup. Man. I'm about ready to stop doing these things, man. Buddy, I'm, wh- Between, why? like, opening the podcast talking about Pierre-Luc Dubois. Love. It's the future, man. 
Oh, Four my God. I got to read the notes, Angelo. <laughs> read the fucking notes, buddy. Don't just Fox scroll six. through. That's why I put them there. For I'll you. wear that one. Okay. So, my, uh, for the first time since uh, 1967, which is when Toronto Montreal met and the last time the Leafs won, I think it's going to be an all uh, Canadian stand. No, 1989. Calgary. Yeah, that was the last one. Montreal Canadiens. Right. Yeah, that was the last one. That was the last one. Yeah. So. Um, I think it's going to be Toronto Edmonton, and I think Edmonton is going to win in five. Edmonton's going to win in five on home ice, Jeez. on Toronto's home ice. Sorry, so that we're going to see a cup raised in Toronto for the first time since Tampa raised it in Toronto <laughs> in the bubble. <laughs> I, I think yeah. I would. I think I'd rather Toronto lose in the first round than lose to Edmonton in the final. Yeah, I'm just telling you what's gonna happen. So I'm just, well. I'm telling you how I feel. Is, is, hang on, before we get to Christians, which is a bigger nightmare: losing to Edmonton in the final or playing the Islanders in the conference finals and losing to them? I'd rather lose to the Islanders in the conference final. I just don't. I'd. I just don't want to lose to Edmonton. It's one of those things. It, it's like when Italy plays England in soccer. Like I would just rather not even make it that far than to fucking lose to them. Yeah. I hate hate the Oilers. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Christian uh, who's your prediction? I like Lipa's final. <laughs> Dallas wins against the Rangers. Like, I asked you. <laughs> I like that yeah, I one. Still I still don't even get where Angelo's fucking head is with that. But I look, I think that the Rangers have a little bit of an easier path. I don't, I don't think Carolina. Whether if they play Carolina, you or, think Dallas is gonna win the Stanley Cup? Who does Dallas have to play too? Though it's not like Colorado is the team. Colorado's not the same team they were last year. And you know, personally, the rest of the West, there's nothing to write home about. Oh my! God. If I if I'm looking at a team that. They have one of the top power plays in the league, one of the top penalty kills in the league. They've been consistent all year. They have a goalie who we saw last year against Calgary almost win them the series. So they've added to that. I think that their decor is really good. And I think whoever they match up against, they can go toe-to-toe with, and they have the goaltending to do it. I just, It's kind of the perfect storm for them to do it this year. If, if ever they're to do it, it's got to be this year. I think at least because I, I don't think everything's going to fall into place like the season Jamie Ben is having and as well as Tyler Sagan has had. I don't know if they'll they'll get this last little bit of juice out of out of Ben especially because he's played such hard minutes over his career in the NHL. I, I feel that this is their last kick at the can. That's why I kind of have them, you know, going all the way because they're a good mix of old and young, and they have the goalie and they have a decent head coach as well. So. Win it for Joe Pavelski. Yeah, and Joe Pavelski. I forget about Joe Pavelski. Look at there you go. Look, I got a future on the Rangers that I placed once I got Kane, and then I will put a future on the Stars because just cause. But I think I think I got to go Edmonton Boston final. Edmonton wins. I I don't even like that pick. I just think it's going with the script of this year of what McDavid's done. <laughs> And with everything he's done, there's he's nothing. Due, man. He's he due, tops he's off man. this season with a cup and a con Smythe. Might be the greatest um, season in hockey history. If, if yeah, where, where yeah, would that it would be insane? Where that where that season might rank in all in terms of all time seasons? You know, being the Art Ross winner, probably going to win the Hart. You know, if he carries Edmonton to a Stanley Cup with kind of the team that they have, wouldn't that be you know a season for the ages? Probably the best at least we've ever seen. Zach Hyman lifting the cup. Michael will be sick. Jack Campbell lifting Jack the cup. Jack Campbell. <laughs> Too bad Tyson. Cody CC lifting there. the cup. Yeah. <laughs> Odie's. That's Mike's fucking worst nightmare. He won't be watching the Stanley Cup finals at that. That'll be case. nice. That'll be nice to cap off McDavid's season. But you know what'd be mm-hmm. nicer is the fucking Johnny the T with light. the C finally lifting the fucking cup for the Leafers. Eh? Hands it over to Giordano. Oh, fuck. Woodbridge goes great face, no smile, no emotion. (laughs) Zio Gio with the cut would be unbelievable. Oh my god, do you see that sign someone had up? It said, Your Gio, your mom 
Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's yeah. my Nona's hair. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I was at, yeah, it was a few months ago. No, honestly, I don't know. I don't know if it from dinner or the talk about the Oilers and McDavid winning the cup, my stomach's starting to feel a bit fucking sore here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Well, you know what? We'll wrap up uh, with quick shifts. Uh, the segment of the show where we talk about the other things going on in uh, the world of sports, not just hockey. And uh, we'll start off with the Toronto Raptors uh, in the playing tournament, facing the Chicago Bulls. Demar Rosen uh, falling to them in almost stunning fashion after being up uh, nineteen points. Uh, who's taking the blame though for this for this loss? Is it? Nick Nurse, is it the players for missing, I don't know, what was it? Uh, 18. Like 18 free throws, or is it uh, the management group for, you know, the construction of this team? Because, you know, it wasn't really a championship caliber team, and maybe you could have done with maybe pulling shoot at the deadline instead of trading for, you know, Jakob Pertle. Who do you think is taking the blame, though, for this uh, play-in tournament yeah. loss? You're talking about just the the if you're talking about just the one game. The one well the whole thing. Like it's the, the guys game. on the floor that that missed eighteen of thirty-six free throws. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna win a, a playoff, especially a do or die game, with fifty percent from the line like that. No. Nope. Like that that lost them the game, I feel. Mm-hmm. All the other stuff could be debated. It a culmination that wasn't obviously wasn't a championship team. Um but that one single game it was that. And then the people going after Demar's kids, like grow the fuck up. Like these guys are professional athletes, get paid millions of dollars to focus and play. If a nine-year-old girl is throwing them off, then fucking get off the floor. Like, <laughs> fucking disgusting. But that's what I think. <laughs> uh, uh, so good. Uh, I'm I'm about ready for this whole program to be blown up. I don't know about you guys. Uh, um, the Raptors, uh, they're just kind of in no man's land, you know? Um, and I feel like, you know, what Masai did to that, that the way he went and got Kawhi, just the balls to do what he did was amazing. But like, what else has he accomplished is my question. And not to be that guy, but he's got a lot of swagger floating around for a guy who, you know, it wasn't that long before the Kawhi thing. You know, people had questions about his handling of Rudy Gay. Um, is DeRose, you know, his handling of DeMar, like the fact that he went back on his word that he had given DeMar about being. Yeah, a, but he won, a, he won a championship, bro. So go back on your word. I'd rather that than say, you know what? I'm not going to trade you to win a title because I promised you and your fucking wife that I wouldn't move you. Like. Just saying it's time to blow it up, man. I mean, he had to, man, the team made the playoffs every year and they got to a conference final. And then, yeah, but he, the, how they moved to get them over the hump? How have they then, been good since they, they haven't been good since Kawhi left and they weren't that great until Kawhi got here? It was one year, Michael. If you had an opportunity to get the, dude, dude, we're, the best we're, discussing player in, the, we're discussing the Leafs who, who won fuck all, not even a playoff series, and how Kyle Dubas is the smartest fucking mind in hockey. And they've, <laughs> yeah, fucking, buddy, their analytics you know, are off the charts. The Raptors' analytics suck. Anyways, but yeah, it is time to fucking redo the fucking <laughs> roster in Toronto. Fuck. I, I think some of it, like, you almost have to play in the factor of, if you go back and look at the last, what has it been, five seasons? Okay, they didn't qualify for the playoffs. They missed in the playoff, in the, the playing tournament the year previous. You know, losing into the losing in the first round to a very good 76ers team who is, you know, they had championship aspirations. The previous year was... They dealt with the COVID thing and, you know, they weren't playing in Toronto. They were playing in Tampa. They weren't even like at home. So, and then obviously the year before was COVID and they lost in whatever the playoff bubble to the Celtics. But, you know, I I think there's been a little bit of bad fortune, but I think where they're stuck now is that it's purgatory, really. They're not really good enough to be a, you know, a contending team, but they're not bad enough to you know, be in the draft lottery and have a top five pick that might be able to help, you know, Scotty Barnes and really kind of change the outlook of the franchise. I think that that's where they're stuck. And that's a decision that's got to be made in the off season. 
I don't know if Christian's heard anything. He's closer in, you know, probably closer to sources where he is, you know, with Raptor information. And if, you know, that's a rumor he's heard that maybe they're looking to really do a, a full facelift of the franchise and, you know, take it in a different direction and build around Scotty Barnes. But I think there's going to be some changes in the offseason for sure. I think Trent's gone. I think Nurse is gone. Fred might be gone. I think Scotty and OG might be the safe two guys. Best way to describe this Raptors team is just mid. Like, literally just a, like a 41-41 team type of thing. Just not That's going anywhere. Saying, man. All right, we'll see what happens. But do you think they have the star power to get to that next level? Like, are those guys going to develop into rock stars? You know, like, I like the pieces. Like, I like Jakob Pertle. I like Scotty Barnes. Is Scotty Barnes the next Kawhi? I don't fucking think so. I think he's really good. But I don't know, man. The NBA is so fucky with this shit, though. It's not easy to... It's not easy... Uh, to build a team like when was the last time a team that was like built internally went on to win something was it really Mavericks, the spurs milwaukee really. milwaukee okay yeah. sure but milwaukee was a one-off man like yeah. most of the time it's well even even for the most part even golden state to an extent I was say, golden state they're all homegrown you know except when they had kd but they won a title last year with the core still being the guy. Yeah. The three. I guess I always think of them getting KD as kind of changing that model, but mm-hmm. you're, you're not wrong, but mm-hmm. those are like, I mean, no one knew that Steph Curry was going to develop into what he developed mm-hmm. into. Right. So mm-hmm. that's it's, also like winning the lottery to a degree. Right. Everything falling kind of into the place. Like it's not like even, I don't, I don't think clay was a, it was not like he's a high, he wasn't highly touted, but he was a top, he was a first round pick, but them, you know, getting Draymond in the second round really mm-hmm. changed kind of the outlook of their franchise. And then they've added pieces. They had good GM and Steve Kerr's and a yeah, pretty amazing guys coach, like an Iguodala off the bench too. Yeah. He was he was the, the guy in Philly mm-hmm. when they brought him over, but Philly mm-hmm. sucked back then too. Um, I was gonna say, oh yeah, this Raptors team. The thing that kind of sucks too is that it's kind of lost their. Like the team still has that, like like Toronto is sick. Like it still has that, you know, that that ring to it for for people to play with Drake and whatnot, big city. But I honestly feel like with off season acquisitions, unless Masai can pull off another big deal like he did for Kawhi, I don't. I think we're going back to the no big name free agent is going to be signing here. And if you're going to get them, it's gonna through gonna be through a a big trade like yeah. like they got with Kawhi and. That could hurt them now that the NBA. Do you guys? Do you guys not think they should have made that push for KD? Like, like the rumor was that you know they were really interested in making a deal with Toronto, and and the the Raps just wouldn't even really entertain parting with uh, Scotty Barnes. You know? I think at this point in KD's career, like KD is still you know he's still a solid top scorer in the league, top player when he's healthy. I just think at this point and where he's at and where the Raptors are at and where the Nets are at, I think if the Raptors made that deal, it puts them back even further in the long run and helps Brooklyn get out of this mess that they've caused themselves ever since the Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce days when they went all in on those old guys and gave up a lot of their future and haven't been able to come back from it. I think to me, that's why I think they didn't bring in. I think if KD's on any other team, maybe they consider doing it and pulling the plug. I think because of where he right. was in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. I think that would help Brooklyn so much get out of that hole and then become. I mean, with Kyrie, what a like that team, that organization is trash. They can't get make anything work. Mm-hmm. All right, and quickly here, boys, before we go, uh, Rob Manfred before the start of the season mentioned about uh, the possibility of seeing a salary cap in uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, is this something that you think that would be beneficial to the teams or? you know, or to franchises, or is it just do what you want with your money and, you know, have a field day? Because sometimes you see, you know, lower end paying teams like Tampa Bay and, you know, Minnesota and Seattle who aren't on the high end. They're not even the top 10 of money spent in the year competing for World Series and competing for um, division titles. 
Do you think that is something we're going to see in baseball or is it something that just might fall by the wayside and is just something Rob Manfred is just saying to say? Uh, I don't know, man. It's, I mean, we're going to have to see, like, does he want it to be like the NHL and try to grow small markets? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't, it's not like the, the teams with the massive payrolls really run the show every year either though. Like look at Tampa, man, Tampa, every season, find a way to go to put, put a good team together mm-hmm. with the payroll. That's not even close to the Yankees or the Red Sox or the, or the Cubs. Right. So I don't know. We'll see what he wants to do, but I don't think it's necessary in baseball. I don't think it's necessary in hockey, but. I think um, a soft cap to a degree works. Um, I think what he's trying to do is curb the super contracts, right? Because baseball has some of the biggest disparity. Like there's guys on on baseball teams that make like 700,000. And then there's guys who are making 50 million, you know, it's, it's insane. So I wonder if it has to do with that, but to your point, Mike, like baseball is all about like developing players, you know, and also because players break in a little older in baseball, usually you've invested years into getting to them. You can't really trade and make super teams in baseball like you can in other sports. Although the Yankees have done a pretty damn good job of that in the past. Um, that's really the only team. And like the Dodgers are kind of doing it now, but it doesn't fucking guarantee anything. Like there's no guarantee the Dodgers are going to win the world series this year. Whereas in basketball, if a team loads up, you're pretty damn sure they're going to at least make it to the final four. So yeah, that's kind of my take on, it. I think a soft, soft cap would, would benefit mm-hmm. Christian. What do you think, man? Yeah, I think baseball would benefit more from a shorter season. <laughs> you just get sick of covering 162 games eh yeah cut it in half 80 games even like just do it like that it was so much more entertaining that half season but no a soft cap would be nice i don't think they should go into any sort of actual salary cap because in a sense like that where and i i even think the same with like nhl like it's kind of not fair that if it you run your team like the new york yankees and your brand is everywhere you have to line up with the Oakland A's who don't want to pay anybody anything. It's the same thing. Like the Leafs should be allowed to just pay guys whatever they want because they have that money back. And then like Arizona can barely stay at the floor. Why do they have to keep the same cap on those two teams? <laughs> Arizona with the fucking with the with the uh with Chris Pronger, Pavel Datsuk, and Shea Weber lining up for them every night. Yeah, like Hosa's on there out there still, I think. They like, got the Hall of Fame. There aren't they short one player for like a Hall of Fame line? <laughs> I think so. They like got Patrick Kane joke. too. They got ten percent of Patrick Kane. Yeah, Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's so fucking dumb, man. That's uh, ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, Angelo, what do you think, buddy? You think it's gonna hurt your Yankees or what? Well, fucking, it's, it's not like fucking spending to the cap is help. Spending to the limit has helped them either, right? They've they haven't won a World Series since two thousand and eight. So, uh, sometimes spending the most in baseball isn't you know always guaranteeing you. Uh, a win, it, it's still like, yeah, if you can spend some money and you can bring in big names like Garrett Cole, it's great. But if you can't develop players to play around that guy, you know, Aaron Judge is nice and he's mm-hmm. an MVP, but they don't have anybody playing behind, you know, Garrett Cole. And yeah. half the time it's it's Aaron Judge and whoever else might be able to hit the baseball. That That's the problem, right? That's what, what kind of happens. So, you know, it's it's – having the best of both worlds being if you can spend and you can develop your dynamite team. But if you can't do one good, if you only do one well and you don't do the other well, well, then it really doesn't matter how much you spend because you're never going to win a world series. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's uh, the game. Uh, the game has changed too, just in terms of analytics, like guys are getting their shifts and guys are getting, you know, walked like crazy or they're hidden to certain plays. So I just think that it wouldn't make a difference. If a soft cap maybe would help, but at the end of the day, you still have to be able to develop your players and they have to play well when the the moment's the biggest. So Yeah. If you get the Rays and Astros, or like Michael said with the Rays, like those mm-hmm. are the two best teams to look at like that because the Rays don't spend money on guys and mm-hmm. the the Astros can spend money on guys, but they're both homegrown teams. Like everyone on the Astros, all their stars all came up with them basically. So, yeah, it's true. If you can't develop guys, it doesn't matter how much you spend. 
It's not like we're seeing the Yankees win the World Series every year. So no, exactly. or the Red Sox, the Padres. No. Pay Mike Trout four hundred million dollars. He doesn't even make the playoffs. So yeah, yeah, man, blow that fucking program up. I can't wait for Otani and Trout to get the fuck out of LA. Yeah, what a waste that is out there. Bro. It's crazy. Crazy. Well, boys, uh, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, appreciate you guys, uh, and uh, we'll chat with you soon. And uh, maybe go Leafs go. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, let's bring Whoa. it up a bit. Let's bring the Tuesday Nighters back in. Oh, man. never thought I'd hear that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ciao, See boys. You, See, See you, guys. guys.